I'm out here in a 90 degree weather wearing black pants, uh, white jean jacket while just up is El Bahamian. Diago has no shoes on. And Dan is a jungle boy. Rockin' fake J's, praying that nobody know. Watch him take my dog away, it was way too hard to stay composed. Fight to see the light of day, all this blood on my Were your kids, your family to use all of them? Live life faster, die too young, die too young. Push it to the limit, I can't go no more. Red light, no way I'm coming back home. Long dirt road all on my own. I'ma be the greatest, draw my name in the stone. Write my name in the stone. Yeah, I'm coming back home. Yeah, I'm coming back home. Write my name in the stone. Welcome back. I've only had one uh, one interview since I've been here with John Caldwell, and I think William Tong is going to try to come over here, but I, I think he's another one that kind of falls in this category. Right? I think so, yeah. So a lot of people really in the space that fall in this category. L- let's talk about what that category is, is people who like really, really came up through Web3, right? Yeah, uh, Clubhouse. in Clubhouse, Sorry, yeah, like, Clubhouse. In Clubhouse. Like some of these guys, amazing people, had never had a wallet, first of all. Didn't know what a NFT was, and then just happened to jump into one of these crypto rooms, and then you know learn all things crypto. Actually, you know, there's one thing that I, I don't think I, you know, I mentioned was that I'm gonna give him a shout out. But this is like there's this room, and one of the guys is Alex. I gotta send it to you, but NFT tips. So I joined that room pretty early on with them, and we literally would host, like, create your wallet, create it. So yeah, like, like, like yeah, everybody would create one wall in the yeah, room, and yeah. the room, and the room, and so we go there and like. Then we moved it to Discord and like stream it out. And we're on Clubhouse plus Discord. And people are listening. Those who can't get into Discord and literally people creating their wallets like on MetaMask. Following that, it was like, you know, getting your first NFT. And this is like, I think, a how, lot, a lot how, of people. How early was this? Like, what was the. I think it's been like, I don't know, a year, right? More than a year. Yeah. Like, I think officially, like, for example, NFT tips started like around February. And then the biggest hype came on March. Yeah, April, NFT Hives, and Bored Apes. There's screenshots, like I think I shared with you on Twitter, someone like posted this photo, and it's uh, it's uh, me, Zariad, and Gargamel. Oh, yeah, yeah, did, yeah, that yeah. ape one. Like, we were there showing up in these clubhouse rooms with Bored Ape photos, like, in the room. And so when you see people there literally just, like, posting all these ape photos, you're like, what is this? How do I get one? Yeah. And those that were able to get there and just put in a few hundred dollars and buy one just to follow the trend few hundred dollars oh my yeah <laughs> but also the, here's the funny thing oh that hurts uh, without diverging too much but there was this trend on um on clubhouse where you could have these rooms and people would just randomly change a particular subject so i remember one one was like a type of meat so people put salami <laughs> sausage photos yeah. or in the poker house after party rooms we just do random stuff like superhero night and people just switch out um, their PFPs to some kind of superhero. And every single PFP was like themed out. So themed when, you, out. when you came in, you're, yeah, I remember those. Yeah, it was interesting, man. Clubhouse was an interesting place. I wish I was more of a contributor and less of just a bystander because it, it seems like I could have really came up back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we would have met. I would have brought you in because, you know, I would have like been like, yo, dress up. I mean, like, I saw your videos from early on. Or, like, Wait, you, like Jessup, you like, had? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before when I looked, I looked you up and I was like, shoot. I was like, Jessup is really putting on a hot, lot of hard work on these videos. Like, I literally would have been like, yo, hey, let's host rooms. Ah, shit, yeah. man. Yeah, because uh, at some point I was just... Okay, actually, this is actually when we... 
unofficially started Open to Eiffel around, around February, March, it was around May, but April, May, but it was Sean and I, and I had to get him on there. Um, we were still, on, like, I said unofficial because we officially incorporated, like, around July, and the core team didn't form until then. But at some point, I would just, I mean, I don't want to put it like this. People are like, dude, you're, like, literally shutting down the room. Because I would walk in, like, just go into these rooms, and people, there's a lot of people that talk just, like, high-level stuff, right, on the tech. And it's incorrect information, you know, like fucking doing a PhD, you know, like, and like, I know the research on, I just walk in and be like, hey, this doesn't work this way. And so people start following me and I ended up getting like, I think like 10 or like 15,000 followers or something. On and Clubhouse? So then, yeah. And I started wow. doing these rooms and it was like purely tech people. And so I had like the, the Cosmos founders, you know, Hazaki, Sunny, uh, you know, at some point within Poker House, we had parody people come in like Peter Morick, who you met, for example, he was there early on, literally had them on stage, a lot of founders talking about the tech, you know, what is coming next. And actually, yeah, interestingly enough, that's, that's how I met um, Solana, the Solana team and also FTX team like Tristan, for example. Was that on Clubhouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I actually have screen, screenshots of um, bringing Bartosh into Clubhouse. Yeah, and, and Bartosh is a big, you know, like a big player now in there, but uh, those are early days and Solana had no NFTs. NFTs did not exist as Solana. And then I brought him in, you know, so we talked about NFTs and how they wanted to do NFTs. And then two months later, like, you know, NFTs were coming to Solana, you know, but it's like early days. And... I mean, I got to say this is because I could show you screenshots. I'm going to ask people if they're okay with sharing the screenshots. But, you know, back then we were talking about some of these early projects like you know, Solana was one. Solana was like $2 around, around that price. Yeah, Polkadot also too. Avalanche was around $2, like probably below that. Like Avalanche is at 100 I had the wrong network back then because I would be a multimillionaire right now. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean... Yeah, and there's like two sides to this kind of story because you can share, quote unquote, you know, like your, your knowledge and alpha, quote unquote. But yeah. some people took advantage too, you know, like they were paid rooms in Clubhouse to like have you there, show your project or what you're doing. But let's not talk about this. But, you know, so uh, yeah, shots I, I was, fired. I was, we're not going to discuss his names. You guys know these guys currently. They're influencers on Twitter. It's like it makes me excited and happy to know that a lot of people like are doing so well or into the industry because of this. And like they're like, I don't want to say like, moments where I felt like excited and like teary because you know I had one one person reach out a few people was like hey Irvin I want to thank you you know so much because you you changed my life and I was like it's like we're at Twitter and I was like why what do you mean she's like you told me about Harmony One and I was like wait what I was like yeah you hosted that room where you talked about their tech and you broke it down and went and bought and she's like I bought a thing like five she said five thousand or ten thousand dollars from Harmony One and Harmony was like below one cent right and she's like and she told me and I I believe she said, you know, I paid my kids uh, private tutoring or schooling or something like that with that. And I was wow. like, my, my core goal there was like, I was trying to build open dive. I wanted people to understand the tech, you know, get educated because it's like a huge trend, right? And like my whole thesis on this or my whole like focus is people understand that this technology is not just to make money, but actually to change society, right? Reconstructs or rebuild the way that some of these like well-established social constructs have been around. And like, not just like, socially but you know talk about the financial industry right and talk about decentralization so that was always a core focus right whenever i talk about a quote-unquote project or token it wasn't really about the pump it was like this is why this tech is amazing and this is what they could do and also what they could do wrong or why it doesn't work right i wasn't always saying this is the best yeah 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 we can't leave anywhere at any of these places without having to talk to 800 people going from one side of the resort to the other resort and it's crazy how much of a network that you have. I mean, it's like 
and we've gone from East Denver to Solana to Polka Dot, and it's everywhere. So I mean, it's I, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah, I mean, I mean like those watching, we're gonna post. I don't know, we're gonna put it online, but it's not it's not a pump, but it's really because I haven't always generally curious about how technology can disrupt and improve our lives, and blockchain tech is one of those things that just came about and kind of will help redefine the way that our financial system works. Yeah. The way that our society, you know, functions when we talk about, for example, you know, reputation, you know, social constructs like NFTs, right? Uh, this is all just like things that would change drastically. Uh, and that's why I generally just didn't stick to one project and, and say, you know, I love this ecosystem, but I was more interested about technology, what the roadmap was and what the vision. And so that's, that's really what it was about. And that's why I was there. And that wasn't just like shilling projects, but like... I actually was building on top of them because I needed to know. And like at the times I figured out a lot of these projects were just like smoke screens. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I would go on these stages and be like, no, you're saying like, this is what you have working, but it's not like that. And nobody else, people would just like read the white paper, read the website and they're like, oh, you know, and they're doing this and they're doing that. And I was like, no, they're not. I wrote this smart contract or a Chitabilis application. They don't have this and this probably won't work. So it was always about that. It wasn't about shilling or, you know, connecting people. I mean, that came just because I was generally interested in the technology and sharing that knowledge with people. I feel like we're making it about me. We should be talking about Clubhouse. No, no, <laughs> go, no, go, no, go, no. So I think it's, just, about Clubhouse, it's yeah. just a general uh, conversation. I think we it would be cool to continue to have these type of things when we go to these different conferences because... Um, you know, spending a lot of time together, seeing a lot of similar faces as well as new faces. And each one of these conferences has a different feel to it. Um, obviously, the Solana Hacker Houses are very similar and very similar people. But just this is a, a side, complete side note. When it comes to after parties, let's rate some after parties. <laughs> I want to rate some. Probably right. we, should, we, should, we should throw it down to my and Yuki. <laughs> right yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here, I'll ask you and then we can let them filter in. But uh, what what is your favorite after party so far that, that you've seen? Historically or like yeah, this year? Yeah, this, this conference. East Denver, for example, right? This year? East Denver. Hold on. Three, four years ago. Where do you guys think these after parties were hosted at? People, people's homes? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, clubs at a bar at a bar like a rundown bar sometimes and there's literally people just standing there and talking like you see a lot of the people who are like you know coming from bitcoin in there i mean this is like it's not the stereotype but you see like these guys with like beards you know i also had a beard too at some point uh really talking about the tech and you know at a bar you don't have music blasting it's just really about talking yeah like really stuff like about decentralization and you know products and projects and stuff like that I mean, fast forward to like the present and East Denver was nightclubs. Yeah. You know, dead mouse playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, champagne bottles everywhere. Um, <laughs> so I made that comment to a few people that were like, yeah, of course. I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, yeah, because everybody made it. <laughs> so right now, right? Yeah, now everybody's got money. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Now everybody's, it's a bunch of nerds balling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, I sort of miss those days because it's, it was really about connecting people and like thinking new ideas and building stuff. Whereas now I feel it's it's more about like showcasing, you know, um, being out and about less about you know networking with the people so you know and clubs yeah. are involved heavily nowadays i think uh my favorite venue was the poker house event 
Pocahontas. It was. It was. Yeah, you you guys missed it. Oh man, the the aesthetic and the is the is a pink beach. It was so cool. The entire thing was very vibey. But that I would say that one wins best venue. You know, actually, yeah, it was on brand. It was. It was. It was, it was on brand. Nailed it. And I think my expectations were low, so then like it was just, <laughs> it blew me away. I think it was the coolest one. Salon of Miami utilizing um, Elo's room was pretty cool. The Supercars Miami, that was a that was a really cool spot. And same with Toe, toe Jam. East Denver. To me, it was, nah. If I'm being honest, now they're never gonna invite me back. But. <laughs> you don't get the podcast room. Yeah, well, it's okay. The doorless podcast. <laughs> we won't talk about that. Yeah, I think so. It's a very different. I think we we asked this question was like, what's the difference between all these like blockchains or ecosystems? And you know, one of them is the culture, right? Of course, the tech and the community, right? And based on these things, you can see like how they're structured. Like, I mean, hands down, Solana has. I want to say, but they got their shit together. Like, I, yeah, I just had a new category: right. the the most rugged, oh. rugged event. I, I'll Oof. tell you. I wait, got wait, it. You tell me. I mean, which this episode is brought to you by Neverland. And no, we're not talking about the California Ranch. You're probably wondering, aren't you a founder? Yes, I am, and I'm not here to bullshit you. Along with my two cousins, Mark and Kurt, our partners Rob and Evan, and the world famous West Coast Customs. Yes, the guys behind Fit My Ride. We're building a car customization, collecting, and racing game on the blockchain called Empire App. Empire App will sit in the Neverland world, along with the Meta Whips and the Meta Racer minigame, the Crypto Dad Dadlands mower racing game, and the ever-expanding metaverse that's going to continue to grow. You can find out more by visiting www.neverland.io. That's www.nvrland.io. Let's get back into the episode. Castle in Lisbon. Oh, which was that Pith? In uh, at the, where we got rugged, there was a um, jet ski in the the pool, Uh-oh, and we had the- to drive. 45 minutes to a castle. Well, it wasn't a castle. It was a, yeah, it was like a mansion in Centra. And we had to sign waivers to go into it. And then they shut it down. I was told that somebody, the the air, the host or whatever came in and shut it down. And they were trying to barter, like somebody even offered to buy the house and some crazy shit. But yeah, overhyped. That maybe. was the most rugged. Because we literally had to ride in a car for 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we get there. There's a jet ski in the pool. There was. In were, a pool. were you guys there? I heard that. I heard about that legendary story. Uh, how rugged it is. We got rugged. The most rugged. I mean, anyone Second. that has like two females and eight million dudes. The ratio. I mean, that is what a, <laughs> that is what a crypto event should be. It's like, you know, like super askewed uh, ratio. Mostly dudes. Yeah. I mean, that's something we got to change, right? We need like more women in the space. Like, for example, you know, my and Yuki who are coming to the space. Yeah, but a lot of times there's also a lot of VCs. Oh, I mean, okay, so I just remember one. All right, so like in all seriousness, I, I've been traveling a lot to these events because, you know, like when you go to these events, you can learn so much as we're literally having all the core devs, everybody there involved. And so, you know, we're going to these events. So literally I sit down there and Danny, like Danny was with me, one of these, and we were there. Barcelona? 
I don't know, I don't know the name, but <laughs> he saw me talking to the core devs, right? Uh, like, let's not mention the event. Uh, we were sitting there, and then I'm like, oh, snap, there's like a workshop. Let me go there. You know, I go to the workshop, a very small room. It's like 30 people max for a conference of like 3,000 people. And I'm like, so I get there, <laughs> they close the door. I can't get in. So I like took out the live stream on my phone, and I'm like watching the guy through the glass with my phone in. <laughs> Rugged workshop. <laughs> years yeah yeah because you're going there because you want like i mean at least me i'm going there i was like all right give me the freaking rundown like yeah right i want to spend reading docs you're talking to you with discord like i'm gonna literally just go there and like ask questions like like back to back yeah <laughs> you know so, i mean yeah. i was like the only one asking questions at some of these workshops come here come yeah, t- yeah. tell me your favorite uh your favorite event after party event or first introduce who you are hi everybody my name is mai so Basically, what I'm doing in Song system is that helping projects building on Song to advise their marketing strategies and growth strategies. You've been going to a ton of these uh, hacker houses, right? How many hacker houses have you been to? So, basically, when people ask, where do you live? I told them, I live in hacker houses. So, ever since my very first hacker house, because Urban brought me back in Miami at Basel <laughs> in December, so that's the first one, and then Miami, Chicago, LA. Mai brought herself Seattle, in because she said she needed Dubai. to come to Web3. Like, she wanted to come to her city, and she did it. She took the initiative. Like, not a lot of people do that, by the way. I just, I didn't even cut you off because it's like no, you're saying, I but a lot of people will go ahead and say, oh, hey, you're traveling a lot. I like crypto. I like blockchain. How do I get in? They don't take any action. I tell them, look, there's a conference here. You get a stipend to come. Do you want to do it? And a lot of people don't do it. And she did. She's like literally probably one of the very few who took action and she's like, okay, I'm, I'm freaking coming, right? To meet the people, learn the ecosystem. Like I'm very serious. I don't think I ever told you that, but a ton of friends that like tell me they want to be in crypto and blockchain and they don't do anything. I literally say, you come here, you know, and like we just, we rented an entire space. They don't, but Maya is one of the very few people who like actually did it, you know, she came through and wanted to learn. I appreciate in. it. Yeah. And I think like, just like what Irvin is saying, when people ask me right now, even though I'm very new to the space, what is the big you know, takeaway from the space? I'm like, Web3 is about permissionless. So just do it. Sometimes you're just going to be there, present, and learn. So that, that is big, just do it. Which was your favorite? That's a very hard question. So I think I definitely like different cities have different vibes, right? So around Miami, Abba, so it's a lot about NFT. So you got to meet a lot of NFT artists, similar you know, with LA. And then for Chicago, it's more about the D5 vibes because Jump Capital was there. And then Seattle is more about technology related because Microsoft is there. So different cities bring different vibes. And I think that's the beauty of going to different, you know, events and different hacker houses, especially for projects that are building, right? So if you are more on DeFi, you you may want to go to Chicago. If more about art and trying to launch your NFT collection, then choose LA cities or Miami. That's a good point. That's actually a great perspective. You've been doing a lot of content and promoting and I I don't know, like, have you been doing that on your own accord or you were hired to do it or like, it looks like you're grinding and making a lot of content. Is this something that you were asked to do or are you just doing it to make a name in this space? Yeah, I think, you know, based on, you know, similar to what we discussed earlier, right? So it's about just do it. And sometimes when I was in Hacker House, I offered to do office hours and I actually did office hours in Prague and thank Urban for, you know, help me promote the office hours. So the partners will come up to me saying, hey, you know, I need help with content. I need help with community. I need help with marketing. What should I start? So one of the first thing I told them is that 
really think about your product market fit first, and then the content, the community will come afterwards. Because if you're really building a great product and you know where is your target consumer, your target market, then you will have a direction about what content to build, what kind of marketing strategy you may need. For example, if you are building a wallet, you know, target animation, you may want to think about younger Gen Z, right? So they are definitely probably 15 to you know, 35. And then when you think about marketing, you think about, oh, that's the target group I should make. And that's the more fun content I should make than maybe I should be on TikTok because that's where my target consumers are. Do you know somebody building a wallet? Um, I think Kiyomi sounds familiar. <laughs> I like those guys too. I think. Uh-huh. So uh, what is your, I guess, best after party? <laughs> or, or you could describe it. You don't have to yeah. mention it. You could describe it maybe one of the previous ones. Uh, yeah, I think my fav- I have so many favorite after parties. Um, but this one in Dubai was hit me from, yeah. Okay, I yeah. didn't go that one. I didn't make it to Dubai, so rub it in. Okay, so we're in Dubai and then uh, we're bought into this like club in the middle of nowhere. And that's like the best club setup I've seen. They have different layers. And the best part is that they have teddy bears on the floor. <laughs> teddy bears? Teddy bears, human-sized teddy bears. Oh, do yeah. so you have pictures? Yeah, I have pictures. There you go. Okay, I will send it to you. And then they have like a lot of different circles on different levels, and they are only allowing you know <laughs> VIP tables in. So not normal people cannot even get in. Interesting. You can have to buy tables, but that's very Dubai, and it's very similar to what we discussed earlier. You know, every hacker house have a very different vibe to it, and Dubai is about a lot about showy, a lot of VCs and like investors right there. So. Interesting. Yeah. What if you bring your own teddy bear? Do they let you in or no? <laughs> if you are saying you, you can make that teddy bear into an NFT. Bring yeah. your own teddy bear. Yes. Like you've been going to a lot of these and uh, one of the things that I've I've talked to some other female people in this space and there doesn't seem to be a lot of females in this space. So what would you say um, or what what do you think we can do to help bring more into the space, more women in web three? I think that's a very great question, and this is what you know I observe personally, right? So when you're a woman in the space, like there's certain perception, right? So I think what you guys can really help is that be open-minded, right? Whenever you see a woman, no matter what she's wearing, no matter what you know she's dressing, just start a conversation and be normal. Just like, hey, you know, what brought you to the event today? Because a lot of women's feedback to me is that they feel intimidated in the space. They can only go to women to start a conversation because, you know, sometimes guys don't know how to start a conversation. We're not willing to have a conversation with the women because of the stereotyping. So I think if more men are being open minded and start a conversation and just be friendly, I think that will be helpful. All right. I love that answer. So my Twitter handle is Web3My. So it's B-A-B-E-A-P-E-2334. It's baby ape 234 but you can also find me on TikTok. I'm making a lot of cool, fun Web3 content because that's, you know, one of my goals is trying to onboard more women and more people in general into the Web3 space. So I think t- TikTok is a really effective way to get people to get interested in it. So find me on TikTok, Web3 My, yeah. Are we going to do a TikTok dance? Dance trend actually on TikTok is, you know, overrated. So TikTok algorithm actually is more about telling your stories. So that's why I think... One of the reasons you guys are doing, you know, record the journey is one of the best ways to, you know, blow up on TikTok. Just like Gary Vee. 
<laughs> I'm just like Gary V. She said. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Found it. So what? What are? What are you doing uh, in this space? What, was Chicago the first hacker house that you went to? First one. So I'm a perfect example here. I'm the like woman starting with like space new. So I quit my full time job to start this. You quit. Yes, and today I, is my last day. I just found out. Yeah. yeah. I literally just shared the story to Urban. Uh, yeah. And he asked me, so what are we going to do with that? <laughs> no, okay, so so real talk. So so my just went all in after like like a few visits. I think she went really deep on it and then she's like, Yeah, I quit my job already. And I was yeah. like, What? You your your first one was Chicago? And what what has your experience been at these? There's a lot of technical technical terms, so like throughout the conversation I need to like, randomly put down the words. Yeah, and then when I go home, I need to start it. So, did you have any like understanding of Web three or crypto or anything before you went to the conference? I have a zero of knowledge about it. I just go. Was it scary? No, to me, because like this is life. You always need to facing like adventures, like something new. How many more of these are you doing? Are you looking for a job? What is your uh, intention in this space? Okay, so like seriously, I don't know how far I'm going to go in this space. But it's about failures, yeah. So just go and yeah. try your best. And then, like at this moment, I don't want to settle down for any position because I literally just quit the job I worked for the past eleven years. So eleven years. Eleven oh, wow. years. I started Wild. in the company since I'm eighteen. Uh, right now, you know my age. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We we edit that out. Do the, do the, do the simple up. math. You think, oh, okay, I'm not that young anymore, but it's okay. I can always start something new. It's not about the age. It's about the guts you have. So women out there, you know, if you want to start, you know, getting to know the space, find Irvin, you know. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, like, no, talk to Jessup. Jessup has, has been like also grinding in the space and he has like a ton of knowledge. Actually, they could watch your podcast, all, all the episodes. Oh, yeah. and actually, I think watching all of Jessup's episodes will get you up to speed in what? How many hours? 15, 20? Yeah, you'll find about all the latest and oldest rugs. You'll find about the key people, the hottest tech. Like, I'm talking to everybody. You know, there's yeah. a, there's really a mixture of all kinds of people doing different things from super DeFi, heady stuff and um, very entertaining NFT collectors and people just coming into the space and, and uh, it's all about conversation. One, one of the major things that I love about doing these is all of these conferences get really, really hectic and crazy and like you meet so many different people. We started this whole selfie thing like uh, where you get a telegram and people are doing the selfies just to remember who the hell you talk to. Um, but I love these because even meeting VCs or people that I can network and partner with um, I like the podcast because this is a moment that almost feels like it stops everything else around and I get to have these one-on-one -on -one conversations or in this case three-on-one conversations uh, but I get to actually connect and build a rapport with people that I talk to in these and it's it's a true connection that I think is un it, I, I can't really have it unless we were to schedule a lunch or dinner or anything like that but everybody everybody's trying to do that especially the the more important somebody is not to put people on pedestals but like the the more um if they're vcs like literally everybody's trying to get money from somebody and so i think these are a really cool way for me to build a rapport and hopefully provide value for them if if it gets a lot of attention and also just help everybody out so 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 jessup just started this not long ago but i firmly believe this will be the 
Web3 podcast. And of course, I know we're discussing that you're also going to do other things without Web3, but I think the stories that you're hearing, you know, behind the scenes, and Justin makes such a great point that, like, a lot of these events are getting hectic. It wasn't like it was before. Like I mentioned three, four years ago, where you literally go to a bar, it's kind of quiet, you could chat, network, get to know someone. All these events are super hectic, music blasting, and these one-on-one conversations that you're having is where, like, you see someone really come to life and be real about it, right? Why are they here? Where do they come from? Where are they going? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I get to know them way more than, like, hey, we need money for this seed round or, like, let's build on your platform. Like, I get to know them way more in, in depth than than that. And then anybody watching gets to be a part of that as well. And, like, uh, I mean, it's being branded currently with, um, you know, our, our company stuff and in, incorporating Kiomi because we're doing this together quite a bit. But I think uh, I think there's more to this than just, just the uh, simple simple podcast everyone heard yuki she says she just like quit her job and essentially everybody like if you're gonna follow that route then you have to go all in like go all in like grind it out and you really have to go in deep and like understand the ecosystem or the product you want to go in because if like if you're just gonna say look i'm gonna jump off this, this plane you know you have to build your parachute right away right to land where you want yeah. to land if you're just gonna go and like float on the air for like some time not the best approach because this ecosystem or overall crypto moves pretty fast right so you're gonna have to really grind it out so one one quick thing we'll we use this for some good uh yuki can you tell us what your skill sets are and what you're looking to do in this space and then how can people find you to hire you if they they want to hire you Okay, so like I'm really good with like analyze stuff. So like uh, for the things I do for the past 11 years, I was like a product manager. I handle like pricing strategies for over 400 plus locations, including international locations. Those are like uh, Australia, Vienna, uh, Cambodia, and Taiwan. So um, I think these are my skill sets, but I don't want to limit to that, especially in the Web3 world. I, there's a lot of things I need to learn. And then I think like um, just keep it up, yeah. And then I want to do another like, podcast with you guys to share my journey with you guys. Where can people find you or connect with you to to if they're interested in hiring you or anything like that? It's Yuki underscore D N Y C. So Y U K I underscore D N Y C. Instagram. Go check her out. Send her a DM if you uh, want. To hire. I hope your DMs don't get flooded after this. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's chat with Danny real yeah, quick. We got this, Danny. With this young man right here. Who's this guy? I don't know what he's wearing. He's strapping you know. lad. First of all, why did you bring a Kiyomi hoodie and not a shirt to the Bahamas? <laughs> because I wore my Kiyomi shirt representing in Boston uh, the day before, and it was very dirty. And then I got the call that. Uh, I was coming down here for Crypto Bahamas, so it unfortunately was not able to make the trip with me, but Stay the hoodie closet. did. The hoodie did. Yeah, so I'm Danny. Uh, I joined Ir- Irvin's team at Open Dive about six weeks ago on, first and foremost, the community side of things, but really wearing any hats that are needed, and uh, it's been really exciting so far, definitely gaming and the concept of the metaverse was one of the main triggers that uh, really intrigued me to look deeper into Web3 and NFTs and blockchain technology. Uh, So that's something I'm really excited about. 
to be able to do that full time for sure, especially on such a powerhouse team. So how many conferences have you done now? I first joined Open Dive at my first conference, the New York, the New York Hacker House. Uh, met a lot of friends there and even more along the way, but I think that was the start of March, first couple of days of March. So it's been, um, I guess, a little more than six weeks now, about two months. It's been a blast so far and learning a ton and meeting so many uh, talented and inspiring people for sure. Favorite? Uh Hacker House or after party? Ooh, that's a that's a tough one because each brings its own benefits and challenges. I would say my favorite probably so far was Miami because I got a chance to experience that uh, from start to finish um, and see even some of the setup and, and breakdown. Um, and, you know, being in the warm weather, Miami, Bahamas, never never hurts but that was a, a really big event there were a lot of uh interesting teams and builders in attendance there and really good energy around the solana ecosystem and some of the projects that are coming out what projects are you bullish on uh anything with the open dive label on it we're working on the kiyomi sign bud yeah <laughs> the kiyomi <laughs> hand sign yeah that's what it's that's what it's all about so i'm certainly really excited about kiyomi and the impact that that uh, stands to have on gaming, NFTs, um, and even simply just onboarding uh, the masses to crypto with a uh, an easy user experience and a, a seamless multi-chain wallet. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things is like every time we show somebody that, that a demo, it's like this, they light up, man. <laughs> it's such a cool thing to see how they're like, what? What is this? And yeah, I mean, it's countless times. Yeah, I, I mean, everyone in this space that collects NFTs is looking for more immersive and new ways to interact with them and new ways to, for projects to market that um, and reach new and more diverse communities. Um, so to have, you know, some really interesting technology that's never been uh, developed and executed in this way before is uh, just fantastic to be a part of. Okay, so if you're, you're looking into the next 10 years, what do you think gaming and the metaverse looks like? I mean, to put any sort of time constraint on it is is so challenging because, again, new and uncharted territory, first and foremost. And second of all, everyone knows how quickly the crypto markets and the space moves um, one day can be uh, life or death for a project in, in certain situations. So I think it's really a combination when we're thinking about these metaverse experiences. How quickly is the hardware able to develop alongside uh, the software and blockchain technology experiences that we and other entities are, are able to create? What is the last NFT project you minted? Well, I mean, I'd, I'd rather talk about the last NFT project that I tried to mint, because if I tried to mint it and fails, <laughs> that means it's a good project. And if I'm successful minting it, uh, so-so. But <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a big soul bear uh, uh, bag holding. Yeah, yeah. You know, anything having to do with bear markets is really exciting. <laughs> All right, so which is the last project you tried to mint then? The last project I tried to mint does also happen to be a bear. It was the... Oh, 
the okay bears yeah so you got one i did not get oh, one tried i tried one. yeah i tried very hard um but it wasn't in the cards and i immediately looked at the secondary market and saw that the floor was 10 sol and my uh i was extremely surprised to see that because you know they have a, a big social media presence but i uh, haven't heard too much about any really innovative technology that's being pushed there so um it does definitely seem like uh, something that's really perfectly timed in terms of market conditions, people looking for something to pump and explode, as well as the appeal of the art to that classic. Because what's it now? You said it's, it's something ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, they were they were up at 176 Solana this morning, Man. I saw. And then I just looked like 10 minutes ago for fun, and uh, they were at like 200? 130. Okay. Uh, so they, they it, fell off a bit, but like it's you never know. You never know with the bears. I'm not gonna lie. If I held one and it hit 170, I'm pulling profit. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but wouldn't you say that at 20 for some projects? 40. So like, 100% like that. Uh, this bear thing, like you said, there's very little that you see of like uh, what differentiates uh, this from. I mean, so someone so there's a tweet. Someone drew a comparison between yeah, the board apes, the, quick, like the hair. Okay. Do you think this is a Pixelmon play? Uh, okay, so I mean, that, like, you know, know great marketing, you know, great content. Yeah, boom. but I don't think they've really promised anything to the extent Got that it. Pixelmon has. I think it's really like, hey, like, we're a low-key anonymous NFT project, but our bears are the coolest thing ever. And that's how they're Got marketing it on Twitter. And people, um, people have caught on to that, certainly the general public. And I would imagine there's some... Uh, some big fish behind the scenes that are also yeah, uh, involved, like especially with the, the Marshall spark. Right. Danny, where can people find you? You can find me for now on Twitter at ETH underscore Allen, A-L-L-E-N, currently going by the name Rock Maxi. But if you look in my bio, it says Danny Open Dive. And you guys know where to find Irvin, Irvin XYZ, Jossup. 11 everywhere and then uh neverland labs so it's in vr l-a-n-d-l-a-b-s yomi open dive hq this is pretty much everything That's i think it. right and then tiago check out tiago's dope work before we wrap this up i want to want to talk about um we may or may not cut this out <laughs> because we <laughs> talked about not making it public but tiago actually had a brilliant idea and this is the first time he's been a part of this space the web3 space and so for him to come up with this idea is actually really cool considering he has no experience in this and just spending enough time with Irvin and me and Chico and and Danny and everybody um, he's already kind of coming up with these cool creative ideas which is what I think this space actually propels it gives people a new medium to explore their existing talents and um, creative endeavors. So we have to pay Tiago because he we, we hired him yeah. and, and we pay people that we hired. <laughs> um, and so Tiago had this cool idea of like, what if I were to take a photo that I, I took while on these trips or at a conference and I put it, mint it and put it up for sale. And then you guys buy that and that's how you pay. And it almost acts as if it, it's an invoice to us, but we get to hold on to an NFT as well. Not only does that 
we get to hold on to something. We don't just get an invoice. We get an NFT. He gets paid for the exact same amount that we were going to pay him for. And it shows the value of what he has. He can continue to increase these NFTs and people can now hire him. Like it's almost a cool way of like, Hey, here's my service. You get a photo, but you also get the service associated with it. Or like maybe we meant the, uh, uh, um, recap video, but I just think it was a cool thing for him to, to come up with on his own. And I don't even know if he understands how cool and unique of a concept that that is. I want to just give him that shout out of, of, I thought it was pretty cool. Tiago, do you, uh, do you understand the impact? Probably not yet, but I thought it was a very cool idea because it's like a trade of service. You get a, a my NFT. I earn value in my collection, you know, so it's a win-win-win situation. You can find me on Instagram. It's where I'm mostly more active. It's Creative Nation. All right, man. We love you, Tiago. He yeah. is. He's had. Uh, this is, was his first time in America, and now Bahamas is um, kind of first time really leaving Portugal. And he is officially an American because he's had five guys twice. That's so. right. <laughs> I think so. So I told him we're gonna buy him a red, white, and blue cowboy well, hat. What does that mean? Is he also fermentable? Because he had like how many baklavas? Baklavas, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think I had oh, the most way, baklavas. Way too many baklavas. So, all right, that's the wrap of this episode. Uh, make sure and subscribe and do all those normal things that you're supposed to do. And uh, the sun has gone down, so even though it is not as hot, it is still the hottest Web three podcast in the world. Bow, 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 bow. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>